ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Derek Franklin Gaming Podcast here on Anchor. I mean, there's been several big news that have, has come out, you know, recently finding some games, you know, game announcements, uh, release dates for some games. <clears throat> but I do want to start off quickly and talk about Final Fantasy VII as the, as the I think, lead director of Final Fantasy VII has come out and explained why. Final Fantasy VII is going to be an episodic type of game. And he said the reason why Final Fantasy VII is going to be an episodic game is because if they tried to make it one whole complete game, that the game is so big from like what it was on the PlayStation 1, to try to put all that on the floor, they would inevitably would have to cut out some things. Probably some things from the original game or new stuff. And they felt like they didn't want to do that. So they felt it was in their best interest to make an episodic game. To be able to, you know, fit new, you know, new scenes in there. You know, change up the battle system and do all that. So I, I do think it's a great addition to the uh, series. Um, I think the combat system needed to be overhauled. Uh... Especially from the uh, turn-based style that was on the PlayStation 1. I, I do like the new battle system that they have in place. Um, and they Nintendo did it. You know, Nintendo released a mini direct. Now, if you was hoping for a lot of big you know, titles from Nintendo, then you might be disappointed. A lot of it was a 30-party games. Um... To start off with, you know, some of the uh, Nintendo Direct stuff, um, I want to start with the uh, Smash, Ultimate Smash. Um, they did announce that there's going to be a new DLC for it, and the character, there's, it's going to be one of the characters from ARMS. Now, I personally haven't played the ARMS game, so I'm not as fast. I don't even have Smash, so. But I do want to let people know that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be one of the characters from Smash. They didn't announce which one, so they're still leaving it kind of like a mystery. Um, they did showcase some Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 stuff. That ha- They're getting a new DLC expansion. I think that's going to send around Doctor Doom. Um, I've heard mixed things about the game. I might have to check it out at some point. Right now, there's just so many games coming up that... It, right now, it's not worth my time to invest, unless you guys wanted me to play it and possibly stream it. Um, but yeah, and then they they revealed a game called Good Job, which is kind of like uh, you know you get hired at your like dad's company, I think somebody said, uh, and you just try to find creative ways to get the job done. You can like destroy through you know the office and stuff, or you can try to go around it. It it was an alright little interesting game. It's nothing that really got me wanting to go out and buy it. Uh, You know, but the Xenoblade uh, Definitive Definitive Collection sounded pretty uh, cool. You know, the the future, uh, the connected future stuff looked pretty cool. Uh, That game did interest me. Uh, So, I think I might I might have to check that out.
I think it comes. I think it comes out this month. I watched it this morning. I, I to be honest with you, I forgot a lot of the release dates here. Uh, but I think it comes out this month. If it does, I will. I'll, I might check it out. Uh, then they, they revealed a game called Bravely Default Two. I don't know. I, this is the first time I've ever, ever heard about this series. Um, what they showed off with some of the gameplay and the story, it looked it looked pretty cool. At first, I was a little iffy on it, but it looks pretty uh, cool. I do know the, uh, that there is a free demo for uh, Bravely Default 2 on the Switch. You can play the free demo today. Uh... So I I have that downloading right now on my Switch. I'm th I'm going to check that out. I still like I said last last week episode. I still need to check out Tales of Mana, you know Trials of Mana, and Resident Evil Three demos. So those three demos right there is what I, I will I will be working on this weekend, trying to get those uh, demos done. But you know, some of the other games didn't really strike. Um, me too well, you know, they had, uh, Jedi Fallen Academy, uh, revealed too, that they, that the game's coming now, I think, I think that game's already out, um, it didn't look like a game that interests me, I'm a Star Wars fan, I just, it didn't look that good to me, like, you know, that I should just go out and pick it up, um, but, I was watching a YouTuber named Spawnwave, and he was talking about how Bioware kind of wants to go back to an older IP, and he was hoping that for it to be Mass Effect. He said he don't think it, it probably won't be uh, Knights of the Old Republic series, but I'm gonna—I just want to throw my opinion out there. I hope it's the Knights of the Old Republic games. If you brought those games back. Whether you remaster the first one or it is an actual third one in the main series of it, you would have people hype for it. Especially hardcore Knights of the Old Republic fans would definitely get behind that. Because the first two were good games, so if you was to do a third one, I think a lot of people would buy it. But the thing is, is that... Would you be able to put that game on more than one system? I mean, that's the thing. Because if it is an Xbox exclusive, then you're going to cut out a lot of people that are PlayStation fans that won't be able to play it. And that, that would suck. But I can understand why they would want to because, you know, the first two are Xbox exclusive. You know, then you could play them on the 360. You, you can play them on Xbox One, Game Pass. So, you know, I, I, I don't know if it is Knights of the Old Republic series. I don't know if it, you know, it would be multi-platform, you know, be on PlayStation, you know, Xbox, possibly the Switch. I think people would, I don't know how it would work, but if you could get, if they was able to get the Knights of the Old Republic series to where you can play it on the Switch... And you can play it on the PlayStation. 
I think people would buy that game. I don't know necessarily for sixty bucks, but if you release that game for thirty or forty bucks, I think a lot of people would, you know, buy it just to play it. If they released uh, Knights of the Old Republic, the first one, especially the first one, on on a Nintendo Switch or the PlayStation, I would definitely buy that just for nostalgia's sake, because that was a very good game um, to play. And unfortunately, I don't have my original Xbox, so I can't hook it up and play. You know, play it. My original Xbox went out, so you know th that sucks. But you know, but if you was able to get those games on both platforms, that would be all three platforms. That that'd be pretty cool. Um, and I'm hearing that the uh, March, not the March, April games. It's going to be a racing, I can't remember the racing game, but it's going to be some type of a racing game for the month of April and an Uncharted 4. Now, I have played the first three Uncharted games. I've never, I've started the fourth one, but I did never finish it. Um, so I might have to go ahead and, you know, probably try to finish it out. I did finally beat Bioshock 2. Uh, I got all the trophies, but one, I got most of the trophies on easy, uh, believe it or not. I ha I still have to go back and beat the game hard, so, if I can do that, I would have 100% 100 completed both Bioshock 1 and 2, and then I would move on to the third one. Um, but right now, I am, uh, very deep in Animal Crossing right now. I have been playing the shit out of Animal Crossing since it's released. Uh, it, I do say is it is definitely worth the sixty bucks. Um, I've been just loving the game every time I play it. Um, I'm not doing the time traveling stuff. I mean, I'm not judging anybody that does the time traveling stuff in Animal Crossing. I could understand why you would want to, but for me, it's not something that I would want to do. I'm just going to take it a day at a time. Um, but, you know, it's just the cool thing about building your island up. You know, seeing what happens the next day, you know. And after you complete your day's goals, you can keep playing for hours and hours just to build your money up, your bells. That's what they call them in the game. You know, and paying off your stuff for your houses, you know. And building, you know, more houses for your new neighbors and stuff. I think it's very cool. Again, this is the first Animal Crossing game I've ever played. And I'm I'm loving it. I can see why people get addicted to it. I think I'm I'm starting to get addicted to it. Um right now I'm just trying to capture a whole bunch of different fish, you know, fish and stuff and build up my island. You know, figure things out along the way. You know what's you know, type of fish you can get at certain times. That's been a little struggle. You know, the fishing can be a little difficult when you first start out. And it can be, when you first start out, it can be a little bit overwhelming. You know, because there's a lot to do and they throw you into a lot. Um, but it, if you only have an hour or two a day, it can take you quite a while to go through all the content. Because... It's like, so, I don't know who I was watching, but somebody said that this game is not meant to be played in, like, one weekend. 
this game is meant to be played for months and, you know, years. Because if they do come out with another Animal Crossing, it's going to be at least probably five, six, seven years. So if you're playing, the, if this is the type of game that you, you see yourself playing for a few months you to a few years, your island, by the time the next one comes up, will be done, complete. And you're going to look back and say, man, this I, I have achieved a lot. Now, there is some issues, you know, the game have, you know, with their, like, safe uh, restrictions and stuff. How you can only have one island per Switch. Like, if you want, if you have a Switch and it's like a family Switch, you know, your mom, your dad, you know, your brother or sister are going to play, want to play. They're going to have to play off your island because you can't create multiple islands. Even if you have different users on the Switch, you cannot play on a different island, you know. And if, like, you, if you're a visitor, if somebody comes visit your island, you know, they can set up their house and stuff, but they're not able to activate any quest or do anything. That's only up to the uh, player one. So I do think that's a little bit, you know, turning people off the game. You know, and especially like the multiplayer aspect. See, I haven't had any of that, that experience, you know, because I am mainly playing the game, you know, as a single player. Uh, I haven't had anybody over from my island, so I haven't ran into that issue. But as far as what I have played of it... Is very good. I have probably put in, in all together, probably about you know close to twenty five hours already. Um, probably even more than that. So you know it's it's going very good. But it's, it's it is a game I do recommend to people. You know try because you never know what you're going to like. And, you know, with so many good games coming out, you know, it's a different game. It's a relaxing game. It's different from all the other games you will probably play. Um, you know, there's going to be other, you know, big AAA titles coming out. Not just from Nintendo, but from PlayStation and Microsoft coming out this year. Before, you know, I'm not, not even talking about the new consoles coming out. I'm just talking about there's going to be good AAA games coming out across... You know, all the systems. And again, you got Last of Us 2 coming out in May. Unless it does get pushed back. I mean, see, the thing with, with everything that's going on with, in the world right now, we don't know. And even said that in the, the uh, Nintendo Direct Mini, that some of these release dates may change due to what's going on in the world. So, all these release dates, unless the game is coming out this month, and scheduled launch probably within the next week or two. They there's a good chance that some of those games do get pushed back even longer. I mean, and that's not just a Nintendo problem. That's you know a problem across the industry that could affect Sony. That could affect Microsoft. Because again, my, uh, Sony has The Last of Us Two coming out in May. If all this stuff is still going on and it gets even worse, that could potentially affect the release date of. You know, The Last of Us. That's why a lot of things are pushing their stuff back. I mean, and it's... It, hopefully by then, we're starting to turn the corner. You know, we're starting to come out of it. And we can somewhat get back to actual normal life. 
where people can actually come out of their home and don't have to be afraid to leave. And we can get some normalcy back, you know, whether you're in the movie field and going back to the movies, you know, hanging out with other people, you know, whether you you love talking about TV shows and with your friends, going over to their house, watch TV, you know, you can do that. And whether you're a gamer, you can go back to stores and, you know, buy games physically and, you know, just get back to normal normal life, so hopefully everything does, you know, here soon get better, I'm not going to get into anything political, because I'm not, uh, this is not a political podcast, so, uh, I'm not going to talk about, like, politically, and I, I don't know much about that stuff, so I'll leave that to the experts and people who know stuff in that field, but back to, like, the gaming stuff, it's, it, I would say, if you're on the fence about buying a Nintendo Switch, now would be the perfect time to buy a Switch. Because there, there's so many good games. And you would get your money worth. You know, I'm not, I'm not even just talking about Animal Crossing. Um, if you're a Final Fantasy fan. And you always wanted to take your Final Fantasies. You know. Handheld. You can do that. Because I think Final Fantasy 7, 8, and 9. You know. And 10, 2, 10 and 10, 2 are also on the Switch. So there's a very good collection of Final Fantasy games on your Switch. I mean that's and there's a whole bunch of you know games. Well, that's free. You know, there's some cheap indie games that you can buy on there that you can play. You know, of course, you know if you're a big superhero fan, you got the Marvel Ultimate Alliance. They have a whole variety of games. You know, Yu-Gi-Oh. You know, all the Mario games. You know, Luigi's Mansion 3. So there's a lot of games on there. So if you think about picking the Switch, and again, now would be a good time. Now, if you're on the fence about buying uh, a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One. Again, I don't have an Xbox One. But I would probably say at this point, unless you can get it super cheap, wait until the next consoles come out. If you're, if you're the type of person that you can't afford to buy a PlayStation 4 or Xbox One right now and then turn around in a few months and buy another system, then I would say wait. The only way you, you it would probably be worth it for you to buy it is if you know that you cannot wait to play an exclusive game that's coming out and you have to play it and you can afford the next console coming out in a few months, then you should do it. But generally, I would just say wait, um, you know, to buy it. Unless you're, unless you're a game, a system collector, and you want to collect systems, then whatever system you don't have, whether that's the Switch, the PlayStation, or Xbox, you know, well, you should probably pick up then to add it to your collection. I mean, there's a few uh, systems that I don't have in my collection. I don't have an Xbox One. I don't have a Wii U. I mean, if I did get a Wii U, it wouldn't be because I wanted to actually play it. It'd be because I just want it in my collection. But I mean, dude, Wii U's are going for expensive. Like I think it was like Amazon. It was either Amazon or, uh, or eBay. They're going for like six, seven hundred dollars. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous, man. That I mean. I'm not going to personally pay six, seven hundred dollars for a Wii U, a console that I would never even play. 
you know, um, but I am on the fence about buying Resident Evil 3, because again, I haven't played the demo yet, but part of me just wants to go ahead and pre-order it anyway, but I'm, I haven't, I haven't decided what, what I'm going to do, I don't know what game I'm going to buy next for the PlayStation, Again, I might, I'm thinking about buying Resident Evil, but I might buy the Ghost of Tsushima. That looks pretty good. Um, you didn't get The Last of Us. You got and you got Cyberpunk coming out. Dying Light 2, whenever that game does release. And then eventually we're going to, I mean, this game probably won't be on the floor. But you have a new Spider-Man 2 game coming out. I mean, that game is probably going to be for the 5. Because I think they're still developing it. I think at this point they're probably developing it solely for the 5. I don't see them releasing the next Spider-Man game on both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. I do think that this could be one of the very rare times that we see some of these big AAA games that are being developed right now. Made possibly solely for the next gen consoles. Because, and this is not just a Sony thing. I think this could potentially be with a Microsoft thing too. Is that a problem? And like some of the problems that they had going into this current generation is that they, at the beginning, they had to make games for both the three and the four. When they first started out, they had to make games for the three and the four. So they had to make, you know. Four copies of one game for each of the systems. And that's a lot of resources going to the game. Especially these yearly sports games. Where, you know, whether you're talking about like MLB, you know, WWE games or you know, NBA games. You have to make four copies for four different consoles. And so, you know, there's a lot for a developer to do. Especially when you're talking about... You know, new gen versus old gen. You know, they usually downscale the game for the older system, but they give better quality to the new system, which which is understandable that they do that. And for some games, you know, they cut out features in the sports games. They cut out features exclusively for the new gen and leave it off the old gen because they want you to buy the new consoles. I mean, which is, again, it's understandable. They want you to buy the new hardware, which, you know, I will probably have me a five before a lot of those sports games come out in 2021. So I think I plan on probably getting my PlayStation Five in probably March or February of next year. I am going to wait a few months, at least three, four months after the console releases, because I do want to see how the reviews are, how everything is going with the console. You know, because the PlayStation Four had a lot of problems when it first launched. I had a lot of PlayStation. Uh, friends who have bought the PS4 when it first launched and a lot of them returned the uh, console because it just had so many problems so many issues that they had to, they had to trade them in or sell them so and then eventually probably down down the road I'll probably get me an Xbox Series X because um, I do kind of want that console but I think that's going to do it for the uh, Derek Brinkley Pod- Gaming Podcast this week uh, episode 19 Until next Friday, see ya.